Hello and welcome to the Golden Wheel Tavern. I'm glad to see a kind and smiling face today. It's been a rough week and I've had to deal with a lot of it. We had a few customers whom I quite enjoyed the company of. They were as kind and respectful as any other customer when some self-proclaimed paladin came in here and accused them of being evil just because of who they were. There was a huge scuffle as this paladin and a few of his cleric buddies proceeded to try attacking these innocent patrons. I stepped in, broke the melee up, and promptly kicked the paladin out, telling him to never return unless he wanted seriously beat into the ground. I will not have anyone come into my tavern and accuse my patrons of being evil for nothing more than the race they are. Sadly, this isn't the first time I've had to deal with this, and it likely won't be the last. It's also definitely not the first or last time those patrons will have to deal with that sort of treatment. You can bet your last copper piece, though, that I won't give any slack on it as long as I run this place. Today, we'll discuss the people that upset that self-righteous stuck-up better-than-thou jerk so much. We'll discuss tieflings today. Tieflings are often mistreated, they are often distrusted, and often looked at with an eye of wariness. This judgment is brought on them by their lineage. At some point, usually generations upon generations ago, someone in their bloodline made an infernal deal, a pact with a demon lord who then infused their entire bloodline with an essence of demonic power. This manifests in the physical form of all the successors of the originator of that deal, marking every single offspring with a clear sign that their ancestor had made a pact with evil. This marking does not denote the nature of the offsprings, as tieflings are individuals who can make their own decision regarding their actions no longer bound by any sort of pact or deal. Unfortunately for them, there are prejudiced and bigoted people in the world who see tieflings as a product of evil, and therefore they must be evil. The infusion of demonic power into their lineage manifests itself mostly in their appearance. They come from human lineage, and so they appear humanoid, but that's where the similarities come into question. Their skin tone can range the full gambit of human skin tones, and commonly they can be found with various shades of red as well. In some distant lands, a tiefling might have entirely different skin tones, including greens, blues, and even yellows and pinks, although it is unknown what might cause this as tiefling parents of one color may have a child of an entirely and wildly different color. Their eyes are a solid color, black, red, white, silver, or gold, lacking any pupil or sclera. They sport long, thick tails, which will flick, lash, and curl around their feet in accordance to their emotions, particularly 
if they get agitated or frightened. Their most obvious and distinguishing feature is their horns. Tiefling horns are typically large and will come in a wide variety of styles, from curling horns that sweep back over the head like that of a ram to tall and pointed horns like that of a gazelle. Some tiefling may even have spiraling horns like that of the antelope. Their canine teeth are sharp and pointed. Some tieflings may have an extra finger on each hand, goat legs and cloven hooves. Forked tongues and tails are cat-like eyes. They may cast no shadow or smell faintly of brimstone, but these qualities are rare among common tieflings. A tiefling will know common and infernal, a language typically used by demons and in rituals regarding them. All these traits combined make tieflings recognizable and distinct from any other race, clearly marking them in the simple minds of those who carry prejudice in their hearts. Although tieflings are marked with a pact of demonic power, they are still from human lineage, meaning they grow to maturity at the same rate as their human ancestors and do not live too much longer, only a few years on average. Due to the bigotry found in some places, Tiefling can have a hard time fitting in among more close-minded people. This can force tieflings to live in close-knit communities in human cities and settlements, where they are cornered in the most run-down parts. This is not their choice, of course, but forced upon them through generations of discrimination and prejudice. The prejudice also forces them into jobs that some would consider less than ideal, including falling into the clutches of crime, as criminals rarely discriminate as they are all on the outside. This only feeds into the distrust and prejudice against tieflings, of course, causing the society to trust them in the nicer districts even less, and the cycle feeds into itself. Tieflings can sometimes escape these shady districts by finding enclaves and groups of other minorities, finding solace in the ranks of their fellow few. As they lack a homeland, tieflings have to make their own way in the world, which is not easy for one such as them. A tiefling exposed to this prejudice and bias will often be distrusting of those around them, and earning the trust of a tiefling is not an easy task, but rather one that takes time and patience. They most likely have been betrayed or mistreated before, this is a rewarding undertaking, though, as tieflings are fiercely loyal to their allies, and to have a tiefling on your side is to have an ally unparalleled. Of course, not every place is as backwards and prejudiced as these. Some places have had tieflings for many upon many generations, and even have fought in wars alongside them. In these places, Tiefling may still have an air of mysticism about them, but only the most overzealous paladins or those raised on stories of ancient evils may wish active harm upon them. Tieflings can be found all over in these places, 
as commonly as humans can. They are even seen as incredibly attractive quite often, their skin tones vibrant and colorful, their horns large and regal, and their tails long and formidable. No matter where tieflings come from, their names will typically fall into one of three broad categories. If a tiefling is raised among the culture of another race, they may take up a name based upon the naming traditions of the race they grew up with. A tiefling may also embrace their infernal lineage and take up a name based on the language of demons, infernal. There is also an interesting trend among tieflings regarding naming. Some tieflings, rather than taking up a name derived from their culture or the culture around them, take up a virtue name, that being a name of a concept or virtue, such as kindness, art, or dreaming. This name may be an ideal for them as they try to be the embodiment of it in the world but sometimes a tiefling does not have such high hopes and instead takes a name such as Nowhere or Sorrow as a grim fortune of their own creation. Some may find solace in this grim fortune, believing to have taken control over the woeful forces that may try to steer them, especially in those places filled with prejudice. No matter where they originate from, or what they are named, tieflings have incredible abilities and come in many forms. There is a typical tiefling, whose lineage is linked back through many generations to the archdevil Asmodeus. But there are many archdevils, and tieflings who are not linked to Asmodeus may have different traits. There are eight specific infernal lineages, aside from that of Asmodeus, that make the tiefling different enough to be considered a separate subrace. There are also a few variants of tieflings that aren't bound to a specific infernal lineage. The most common tiefling you'll encounter will have a force of presence and a quick mind. They are charming and smart, which presents itself in a boost to their charisma of two and a boost to their intelligence of one. They are similar to humans in size and speed, being a medium creature with a speed of 30 feet. Their lineage isn't just human with cosmetic changes though. Due to their infernal lineage, they gain dark vision out to 60 feet, seeing in dim light as though it were bright and the dark as though it were dim. They also gain a resistance to fire damage as demons originate from a land of flame and brimstone. Their infernal legacy also grants them a minor ability to cast some magic. They gain the cantrip thaumaturgy, which allows them to manifest minor displays of wondrous power, such as sound effects or changing the color of a flame. At third level, they gain the ability to attack back against their enemies in flame being able to cast Hellish Rebuke at second level once per long rest. This spell allows them to, as a reaction to being harmed by a creature within 60 feet of them, strike the foe with flame. At fifth level, they also gain the ability to shroud themselves in shadow, casting the spell Darkness once per long rest, 
creating a 15-foot radius sphere of magical shadow that not even a creature with dark vision can see through. Their spellcasting ability for all these spells is Charisma. There are quite a few variants of Tieflings, since not every Tiefling is descended from Asmodeus. These sub-races typically vary in two ways. They may have different ability scores, and their infernal legacy, the trait that allows them to cast select spells, may be different. The feral tiefling is not a wild beast and can be as civilized as any race, but they are called such due to their more physical nature. They are typically faster and more nimble than their traditional counterparts, but they are just as intelligent. This shows in their bonus to their dexterity of 2 rather than charisma and their boost to their intelligence score of 1. As for their infernal legacy, both types of tieflings discussed so far can instead be born with a different trait. They may know the vicious mockery cantrip and be able to cast charm person as a second level spell once they reach level 3. They can also cast Enthrall once they hit 5th level. Both of the leveled spells can only be cast once per long rest using this trait, and they use their Charisma for these spells. Rather than having their entire Infernal Legacy replaced, some Tieflings may only have the spell Hellish Rebuke replaced, with the ability to cast Burning Hands as a second level spell, to sear their enemies as an action. This is still bound by the limit of once per long rest and using their charisma to cast it. The last simple variant we'll cover is the winged tiefling. They lose any spell casting from their infernal legacy trait, instead growing bat-like wings, granting them a flying speed of 30 feet while not wearing heavy armor. This grants the tiefling an incredible amount of mobility and can actually be detrimental to any foe if they are unprepared to deal with a foe who doesn't ever need to touch the ground. Any ability that replaces their infernal legacy or any aspect of it are mutually exclusive, of course. If a tiefling has come from a different archdevil than Asmodeus, they may carry a very strong infernal lineage. This produces 8 separate types of tieflings, each with a replaced ability score improvement and infernal legacy. Each spell we'll discuss in regards to infernal legacy will be only once per long rest other than the cantrips and they will use Charisma as the casting ability modifier. And each tiefling subrace we'll discuss now gets a bonus to their Charisma of 2. The Archdevil Beelzebub specializes in corruption, turning minor sins into acts of damnation. Their lineage bears an ability to corrupt as well, both physically and mentally, wielding a boost to their intelligence score of 1, and an ability to cast a Thaumaturgy cantrip, the Ray of Sickness spell as a second level spell once they reach level 3, and the Crown of Madness spell at level 5. Despater rules over a land that is filled with the bartering of information and secrets. 
Their lineage bears an ability for deception and infiltration, getting a boost to their dexterity of 1. They also gain the ability to cast the cantrip Thaumaturgy and the spell Disguise Self at 3rd level. They also gain the ability to cast Detect Thoughts at 5th level. Fierna is a master manipulator, bending hearts and minds with just her voice. Her kin get a boost to their wisdom of 1. They can cast the Friend's Cantrip, and at 3rd level they can cast the Charm Person spell as a 2nd level spell. When they reach 5th level, they can cast Suggestion. Glaisa is a criminal mastermind among the devils, and anyone of her lineage is granted skills to assist with heists. Their dexterity is increased by one. They can cast the cantrip Minor Illusion, and their third level spell is Disguise Self. At fifth level, they can cast the Invisibility spell as well. Levistus is a devil frozen in ice, sealed away, and they grant protection to criminals and ne'er-do-wells who ask him to be saved. His descendants are given ways to be hardier and protect themselves. Their constitution gets a bonus of one, and they can cast the Ray of Frost cantrip. At third level, they can protect themselves with the spell Armor of Agathis. And at 5th level, they can shroud themselves with the Darkness spell. Mammon is a devil of greed, exacting tolls and taxes to gather wealth. Those who share his blood are granted abilities to gather and safeguard wealth. They gain a boost to their intelligence of 1, and they can cast the Mage Hand Cantrip, they can also cast Tensor's Floating Disc once they reach 3rd level and Arcane Lock with no material components once they reach 5th level. Mephistopheles offers his followers Arcane Mastery and his lineage wields Arcane Power. Their intelligence receives a boost of 1 and they gain the Mage Hand Cantrip. They can cast Burning Hands as a second level spell when they have reached the third level of their progression, and at fifth level, they can cast Flame Blade. Zariel is a fallen angel who leads the charge in battles against demons. Her kin are stronger than typical tieflings and have abilities to help strike down their foes in combat. They get a bonus to their strength of one and they can cast the Thaumaturgy Cantrip. At third level, they gain the ability to strike foes with the spell Searing Smite as a second level spell, and at fifth level, they can strike with the spell Branding Smite. Tieflings can fill a wide variety of roles, with their inherent charisma making for fantastic bards or warlocks. With an inherent boost to their intelligence, they can also pull a wizard. They have a knack for spellcasting, and so they can pull spacer roles. When it comes to more frontline roles, Zariel lineage tieflings just beg to be paladins, and infernal tieflings can pull any dex build, 
such as Rogue or Dex Fighter, easily. When it comes to support, Fierna Tieflings wield a boost to Wisdom, which could help if they are a Cleric or Druid, but almost all Tieflings have high Charisma, which helps Bards or Celestial Warrocks and Sorcerers as well. There are enough Tiefling subraces that every combination of a bonus to their Charisma of 2 and then a bonus to 1 of another ability score is covered, so if all that's needed to make a specific class is at least one bonus, Tiefling has you covered. A Tiefling is a boon to have in any party, especially if the people around are open-minded and accept them for what they are. People. Even though they may be descended or related to devils, tieflings are not inherently evil. They are no more likely to be a scoundrel than any other race, and they are complex and complicated beings who deserve respect. They are individuals with their own struggles and trials unique to their kind especially due to the horrific discrimination that may come down on them from simple-minded folks. It's up to folks like you and me to stop this sort of thing. Folks aren't to be attacked, mistreated, or given less simply because of their lineage. Do not let those around you look down upon those different from you. Accept your fellow man and resist any system that keeps their boot on the neck of those they claim to be lesser. Until next time, I'd like to thank you for listening, and I ask you to rate us highly on whatever channel you're using to listen. If you want to follow this on Twitter, check out at the Tavern Keep and tweet about us using hashtag TavernKeep. There is now a Discord you can join, the link is in the description. If you want to support this project, other than sharing it on social media, you can check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash the Tavern Keeps Guide. I'm Ryan, and this has been the Tavern Keeps Guide. Thank you. Make sure to tip the barmaids.